<laughs> welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. <laughs> and welcome to episode 240. Um, <laughs> You're in charge of keeping track of that now. Uh, I know. This roll. John's eating in a roll while I'm trying to figure out what episode we're on. Um, let's see. We are actually 240. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, house rules. When is it appropriate? When is it not appropriate? Whether you should use it on all your games, any of your games, whether it's tabletop, miniatures, etc., etc., uh, type thing. So, um, before that, we're going to get to our business. We want to thank Midnight Heroes for being an awesome sponsor of us. Uh, they are such a great company. I definitely picked up some of their miniatures and put together my... Um, uh, what is it? I put together my chibi miniatures for their game yesterday. Um, so that was all done. Um, so it was kind of interesting. We'll have to wait till everybody else puts their stuff together. We can, you know, play and test out a game. Uh, we want to thank Parabellum War Games uh, for making Conquest and having <laughs> all the cool miniatures. If you are interested, make sure you check them out and you can actually use our discount code to get a discount on it. Uh, we want to thank Turbo Dork <clears throat> also, make some great color shifting paints and metallic paints. If you like that stuff, go check them out. Um, and they'll have some really, really cool stuff. We want to thank uh, Muse on Minis. We are back on their channel. They've got their site back up and running. So you can get us directly from them. If you want to hear about everybody else too, you can. If not, you can um, get us on all the other platforms that we're on. Um, I think I got everybody. I think you did. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it was subtle until you said something, Missy. Yep. Yep. It was there until you didn't. Um, so, other than that, um, let me let me do something real quick. Uh, John, we have a lot to talk about and uh, a lot to say because um some things happened this week um even though well, this was a holiday in, week they come in threes well, yeah we got three yeah um so we have quite a few shout outs this week um go ahead and go with it john while i fix something real quick please uh the first uh that we were notified of was uh irene cara of uh you know the musician of fame and flash dance uh fame if you will uh, she did the theme song for Fame and also did songs for Flashdance. And, I mean, surprised to hear it. I didn't think she was that old. But, I mean, it just goes to show you could take it any age. Um, I'm not really sure how old she was, actually. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. So, math says 41, 63. So, that's not very old, you know, but... <laughs> She's most known for that, um, but she was active until 2018, it says here. So, But like a lot of those people, they just had their hits, and uh, then, you know, they fade away into their own fans, which happens. Um, so, But the, the songs she's known for, Fame and uh, What a Feeling, uh, she is, I mean, they're iconic. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely iconic, yeah. That. Then number two, in order we heard about them, 
was uh, Edward Dalton Pugh, who was the uh, CEO and founder, I think, of Reaper. At least the CEO. I'm not sure 100% sure he was the founder. So, uh, Sad apparently had a short battle with an illness and passed. I mean, Reaper is... I mean, they're... They're a legend in the community. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we're at the point where 3D... You'd think with 3D printing, they'd be fading, but they're still going strong. And, I mean, they do everything. They, like, literally, pre-3D printing, we'll say, if you had a D&D model, it was probably a Reaper model. You know, after, say, math, after 2000. Pre-2000, 50-50 on that or Ralpartha, I think. But... They just came out and just solid quality models from day one. Like, I'll be honest. We all love Ralph Arthur because they got it started, but they had some uh, questionable models as far as quality. Reaper was, like, absolute quality. They got the same uh, sculptors again and again and again. Like, uh, yes, and that would be absolutely true. It would not be... The hobby of miniature painting wouldn't be the same without Reaper. And oh, they're I mean, still putting out stuff. They got good paints, solid rushes to go along with the fact that they still make good, solid models. And, and their plastics are just getting better. Yeah, they Actually, they recently like, switched over to using um, uh, Sciocast machines on some of their stuff, too. So they recently switched over to that. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Paintline and also, also ReaperCon. I mean... <laughs> ReaperCon, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was, it was you know, a, I wouldn't say it's a huge Even shock, games. but it was a shock. Yeah. I mean, we may not have played Cav much in our thing, but it's entered our oeuvre of, and they have a lot of good stuff for it. They yeah. they are one of the good companies, and I hope they continue to do well. It's sad to see him go. Yeah, I actually um, spoke with him a couple of times about uh, being having Reaper be the paint line for Warfare Weekend, and uh, they said not to do it, which is okay, no big deal. They weren't they weren't mean and hateful like some companies were, but you know, <laughs> won't name names, but they weren't mean and hateful about it. And he, uh, they said they no, but always there, always doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a big shock to the community, painting community. So, and since it's here on their official statement, in his memory, please donate to the animal shelter of your choice. Correct. And then the last one that happened yesterday, but I just found out about today, was Albert Pewin, who was a director of B-movies. I think B is probably... <laughs> best way to put it. Best way. Might be being a little generous, but B-movies. Um, you all will likely know him most from The Sword and the Sorcerer, which is actually his first movie, as a matter of fact. And then Cyborg, which probably was his biggest movie. Since it was Jean-Claude Van Damme, as Jean-Claude Van Damme was getting big. Um, he also did uh, the Captain America movie uh, that some of you may remember. Not the ones with the clear windshield and uh, and all on the, on the motorcycle, but the next one that actually had a vaguely comic accurate costume. Wasn't super good, but it was enjoyable. I mean, at the time when it came out, we ate that stuff up. It was great. You know, 90... 90, 1990, yeah. And then I also remember him from Brain Smasher, which is a Andrew Dice Clay movie, which was 
not good but amusing and a lot of those movies were probably best designed that i mean none of them had huge uh budgets by any stretch of the imagination like cyborg one of his biggest hits actually had stuff from the aborted masters of the universe sequel as part of their what they were using so i mean i think he's definitely one of those innovative directors who did great with what he had and what he had was about twelve dollars and fifty cents you know uh, it's one of those things I'm told that um, there's a bunch of ways right now you can watch his stuff. Some of the free services have a bunch of his movies. Check some of them out, you know? They're, they're not great, but they're a hoot. And sometimes all you need is a fucking hoot. <laughs> Which, uh, there was something that was a very hoot uh, this weekend uh, that I watched, and uh, it was a shocker for me. But we'll talk about that Later. in the media section. So, now the important questions, John. I'm sure you're on water because you don't sound so good. Uh, I am on water. I've got a sore throat, a little bit of chest congestion going on right now. Uh, I've been having a nose is a little red. Yeah. Uh, my nose is always red. Seems but... more red. Yeah, it's probably this thing. Hold on. Uh, Mizzy, can we confirm or deny more red? <laughs> um. But no, I, I've been having a little bit of sniffle. Probably have to go to the doctor tomorrow just to check it out, make sure it's okay. Because I feel like it's getting a little bit up in upper chest. And I just want to make sure, especially with all COVID, make sure it's not something bad. Yep, yep. I um, doubt it is. I mean, I haven't had a fever or anything. So, you know, that's... Safe rather than sorry, sir. Yeah. Safe rather than sorry. If anything, you know, get like a steroid shot. Make it... Yep. In answer to your anyway. question, though, uh, uh, I am drinking Code Fireball. Code Fireball. Which is Code Red and Fireball. <laughs> I'm doing and a good old water again. It is a little bit more red, yeah. So. Probably kind of been rubbing on it. I did blow my nose a few times today. It is a little red. There you go. That'll, that'll do it. Yup. That's that's how that shit works. Yep. But other than that, um, I'll be drinking water. Yep. So As usual. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Reach out if you need. Oh, no, so poor human. We're here. We have no problem talking to you. So, guys, we appreciate you. Please take care of yourself. Please take care of others. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That's going to fuck me up. <clears throat> I'm glad you did, Banyan. It's funny. I'll tell him to eat things, or he's welcome to stuff, and he won't look, won't look at it twice. But <laughs> put code red in there. It's like, oh, code red. I'm like, what's going on? Okay, I'm going to switch this. I'm going to switch it over to the. Well, look, it looks like he did eat some of the rolls as I intended, because apparently my family did not eat rolls, and I came home with a shit ton of rolls. So I have done a lot of meals with rolls. Rolls are good. I mean, yes. That's a good, good. Uh, it's a good lesson in how you take what you have left over and make it work. Since I had rolls, I bought a little bit of lunch meat. Made sure I had some eggs. I got she got a, a deconstructed tuna sliders, which tuna fish sliders, which I ended up uh, making into tuna sliders. I don't know what this deconstructed thing's about. Fucking, just say you're lazy. It's fucking tuna. <laughs> Here's tuna. Fucking thanks, dude. I'll take the tuna and go. Deconstructed motherfuckers. There's your first mini rant. Deconstructed. No, you're fucking lazy.
that's the answer. Wolfie oh. Orcs currently. Wolfie Orcs. Wolfie Orcs? I know Wolfie Goblins. Like, yeah. <laughs> Told you and uh, Kathy, uh, Gonzo, that new Goblin Wolf Riders coming out is a problem for John. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Remember you say something about it. Because uh, Goblin Wolf Riders are awesome. So this is uh, put together the Heavy Jacks. I did not magnetize because I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. This is my, my shooty version. I couldn't tell that with all the guns on it. Well, this is my non-shooty version. <laughs> Not much different, though. Me. I mean, the blades as opposed to guns is a difference. Yeah, well, these these are spray weapons, so, you know. This, this one has a bonus, has two extra to the range attacks, and this one just has uh, stealth. Although I do like this check because I like the fins and the flying. Uh, I can spend a focus to move three times its speed. But can't do anything I after it moves that. would say that it looks a little weird because of the size of the top compared to the size of the bottom. Yeah. But I got that put weird. together. And then I got the vehicle put together. go scythe but i like it because i can it's got a uh, i like the flying base i like the hull of it i think the wing attachments are not of an aesthetic that is pleasing to me well i like uh so um this right here this part right here, actually, when you fly over troops or units and stuff, you can slice them up as you go, and then it's just a gun. I mean... I could have put them in any direction, but I thought they looked best like that. I don't care for these little things down here, but, meh. I... Also, not a fan of those, but I like them more than I like the wing things. The wing things don't work for me. It but... doesn't even look like it would slice people. It's like you have to paint, paint it up real nice and sharp looking. Like, I think the, the edges there, that whole edge, should just be, like, fucking chrome or silver. <laughs> yeah, this right here. And, and, unless you unless you want to paint it up, like, dinged like it had been, has already been fucking chopping some fuckers. Oh, no, no. It's, it's going to go, like, a chrome silvered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think chrome silver is the best call for that. It at least gives the impression that it's sharp. Yeah. I do really like the way they did their flying bases because they have oh, these notched out areas right those here. Those are great. Great. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I can put this on here. And it can fit in that notch after I find it and put it in. That's nope, nope. There we go. Nope. And it's stable enough that I can still move it around and everything. But and it'll it'll stay put together. I don't have to glue it down. You know what I'm saying? Excellent. Which is great. But I wanted to show the model off. <clears throat> and then uh, Captain Izzy would like detailed pictures of your vehicle. Oh, yeah, because she's probably still trying to figure out how to put her together. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Banyan. What do you say? He said no further questions, Your Honor. Uh, and then these little guys, these guys are repair guys. I'm bringing back troops, and then there's a special character. I forgot to base these. It's it, it's funny looking at that. Like, I immediately got a text priest vibe from it, but it looked like a low-rent text priest. That would be from 40K for those of you following along at home. Oh, this guy? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know, he like can. Re- I got that sort of vibe, but he looks like kind of like a low rent one. Well, he's supposed to have like a couple of other like little small little scalpels off of him, and I said no, fuck that, um, and didn't put him on him. Um, but he pretty much is a tech priest. He can heal models that have multiple wounds, or he can bring back models to a unit. <clears throat> so, which is very important to this army because this army. There is a model in this army that kills models in the army to stay on the board. And so you let her kill stuff and you just boing, bring them back. Kill them. Boing, bring them back. There you go. So, uh, so other than that, uh, where's some other stuff? So I'm going to be basing these just in this little very, very, very small. I mean, you can. As long as the tub is big enough to fit the base in. You're oh, fine. yeah. That's what I do. These are just and like also tumor. that looks fairly fine. Oh yeah, real fine, fine sand. And maybe when you're done, it'll look fine. It'll look fine. Super fine. Yeah, I've actually been using. Uh, oh, I think I have it here. GW Agrellin Earth, which has gotten a little solid, but you can wet it and and make it work again. This way is probably the best way to turn it, so you can read it. Uh, I've been using this and just put it on the bases, and you end up with. Something like this. Let's see if that helps. Can't tell if you can see it or not. Oh yeah, yeah, it came in. Yeah. So. Yeah, that stuff is really good for like small models like that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, getting honestly, on big models, it's a pain in the ass. Well, I also use the gray version on my Marvel bases when there's some sort of tactical fuckery under their feet to make it look like it's rubble and there's other bits there, so it's not just look at the smooth base and a chunk of rubble. Like, like that's not how rubble works. Like, it's okay with like, cause like Loki here, who's next on my painting list, has ice. That's cool. That can sit there with nothing else. You don't need to have more ice on the base. You just have his ice chunks there. That's cool. Chunks all around the sides. That's that's fine. But if you've got an actual rubble piece on your base, there should be some rubble. Rubble. So, you're you're assembling. Ben, and you're assembling a, bo- a model from the basic box. Okay. I would have thought he was assembled already, but go to it. What model? Crossbones. Oh. I remember when he was considered to be the best character in the entire game and no one else was going to get any better. And then everybody You actually don't remember that because there's never been a time when anyone ever said that. <laughs> in fact, I believe, if I recall correctly, IIRC, he was the most maligned character out of the basic set. Yet, funnily, he did not get any errata. Because you know what? He was fucking fine. Oh, sorry. He's assembling his, his Gundam. Oh. Yes. I have a Gundam I need to assemble. Uh, Nestor gave me one as a gift for Warfare Weekend. He had extras left from his class, and he was like, Here, Gunzo, you can have one. I'm like, sweet! Awesome. There you go. But yeah, I seen the one he does. It's it's weird, but I mean, hey, most of those gunpla can get pretty weird. He sees to fix the ones that are on our display under the TV and stand them up first. <laughs> I guess there's an issue. Um, yeah, they're fucking all lying there. Some of them in bits. He's neglecting his already created ones for new ones, which 
kind of fits with how we go most of the time, doesn't it? <laughs> fits like all nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It does. Well, there was my subtle call out. Which is <laughs> less subtle than the one you gave to Mizzy. But anyways, <laughs> we should probably get to a topic at some point. What? We have a topic? Damn it. Okay. But I can sit here and eat, but I'm out of circus peanuts, so I can't have those. I ate the whole thing. I know. People hate circus peanuts. It's okay. More for me. All right. So this came up because somebody was saying how they house rule stuff. And of course there's like new edition of games come out and they're like, well, I'm not going to play it like that. I'm going to house rule this miniature game. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. You know, I mean, you can do what you want. It's, you know, it's your house. You can do what the hell you want. But then it got me thinking that house rolling miniature games with you and your friends, no big deal. But what happens when you go to like a convention and all this other stuff? I'm like, you've got to throw that house rule out because well, for the yeah, most part, I mean, they're, they're going to play that. And then it got me thinking that a lot of people do house rules, not just, you know, it's say, more common amongst, amongst role players than it is miniature gamers. Yes, but I would say that honestly, people who, among the people who don't play at the store, which is honestly actually the mass, vast majority of people have tons of house rules. They might have them for balance reasons, for fluff reasons, or just for the reality of terrain and other consideration reasons. You don't uh, thin that down at all, Gonzo? No, I don't like it. Oh, because I, I thin it down to uh, maybe melted ice cream. Oh, no. So a little bit, and then I brush it on, then I put it in, and I also put a layer over afterwards just to keep it in place, because I had a bad experience. See, so, yeah, I, I just use regular regular glue, and it's been working for me. Just, I mean, just, that's how I used to do it. Nope. Back in the day when I had bases like that to do that with. <laughs> Nowadays, all my Malifaux models are on sculpted bases. The Marvel Crisis Protocol come with sculpted bases. And wouldn't try it on Battletech bases because there's no lip to keep the glue in. So it becomes a pain in the ass. You'd want to use something else, which I have. So anyways, house rules. Um, Yeah, it's much more common, I think, with role-playing games than it is, uh, or board games than it is with uh, miniature games. Um, and honestly, at the end of the day, when you're in a store or when you're not in your home playing, unless you're playing with just the people you know, you should probably just ditch that house rule. People aren't going to necessarily like it. But that's actually a good part of the what we like to call the gamer social contract, where you should talk about the goddamn game before you sit down and start playing. <laughs> you know? Like, you can you say... Yeah, just just go like, okay, hey, when we play at home, you know, especially if you've got more of you than of them, let's say, and I hate to put it that bluntly, but that's sort of how it is. And when we play at home, we use this house rule. What do you think? You, you should say that stuff because some people might be like, oh, it's a great idea, let's do it. Some people might be just at a con going like, yeah, fuck, I don't care, man, let's just play. You know, I'm just here to have a good time. Seems like it'll be a good time. Good enough for me. Um. Captain says, house rule in Catan, re-roll a seven, once during gameplay, if all you can roll is a blast of seven. Just keep rolling. I mean, it'll be fine, but if that's what you want, it'll work. There's a lot of um, board games that, especially older board games, and I mean older than Catan, when I say older, where either there were, people just taught you to play with a house rule and you didn't realize it. Because to be honest, once you're taught how to play, you don't go back and read the fucking rules. Monopoly. Um, Monopoly, yes. Monopoly is the game least played by the rules. 
technically speaking, when you land somewhere and you can't buy it, it goes up for auction and everyone has a chance to buy it. Makes Monopoly a playable game. Still not a good game, but a playable game. But you should do that. If you notice something is broken, um, you should do it. Like, I mean, honestly, uh, a lot of games are, are better that way. Some, some uh, We were talking last week about the game that you don't want to start off with certain factions. Uh, in those games, you should probably house rule it so that those factions have a chance. That's something you can do. Those are what house rules are good for. Uh, in role-playing games, generally, also, it's to fix... Blind spots and rules are stuff you don't like. And hey, guess what? You guys are all playing together. You can fix stuff you don't like. You know? Example, in my current game, I think the D10, after playing a session, rolling a flat D10 for all checks is a bit rough. Um, because it makes an explosion, a 10 rolling and adding another 10, immediately fuck awful for anyone who's on the other end of it. Um, and while I feel that something like a 3D6 roll, while it gives a wider variety of, of results, is a much more feasible roll because it gives you a more standard, predictable array of results. We thought about 2D6 as an option, but, you know, 3D6 is fine too. You just change the difficulties of stuff. And that's sort of the thing about house rule and stuff is you you should stop and think about what you're changing and why. Yeah. Are you, are you changing it because you want the game better or as a rule just kind of like... You fucking hate D10s. That's a yeah. fair thing. If you don't <laughs> like D10s, it's okay. I'm sick of rolling D10s. Don't like them. Fine. Let's make it 2D6. It gives you a similar average and everything. Change things a little bit, but also gives you not quite a full bell curve, but a better curve of results. So you can plan better. Because, sure, you can say a D10, the average result is, what, 5.5? Sure, technically, 5.5 is the average. But you're not going to get that. Because it's one die, it's going to vary completely. It's an even chance of every result. Well, as you add more dice, it changes it so you're going to skew towards the middle more. There's your math talk. I'll stop talking math now. But you should know that. Should understand the statistics something before you change the dice. Um, other thing to do is change rules. Sometimes you get a rule that just doesn't make any sense to you guys. It's all like this is stupid. Example, and I hate to bring this up, Adam. This is against you, but it wasn't really against you. In D and D fourth edition, any magic weapon you throw would return, even if it wasn't meant to be thrown. That's fucking stupid. I remember that. So we didn't play that way. I felt bad because it hurt Banyan because he read the rule book. And I'm like, no, nah, that's, that's dumb, son. I, I can't. Nah. That's D-U-M dumb. But, you know, as Banyan is a good player, he's like, okay, cool. That's your ruling. All good. And he rolled with it. But those things should be talked about beforehand if you notice them. They come from gameplay. Sometimes you have to rule like that. I actually gave him a chance to take his action back, but he didn't because he's Banyan. He's good like that. But, you know, keep that in mind. If it comes up in gameplay and it's stupid, sometimes you just got to go with it. There's a moment in session one of our game where we read the rules and, like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Just go with it. We'll talk about it later. So, looking at it now. Um, but you should look at that stuff. I mean, honestly, if you're jamming you got a notepad, write down the stuff that doesn't look right when you're playing a new game. Because you'll read it and it might seem fine. Or you might go, I'm not worried about that right now. 
worry about when it comes up in play. And when it comes up in play, you're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. So sometimes you got to deal with it then. Yeah, I mean, like, one of the things that I house rule pretty much right off the bat is, like, arrows for your bow and arrow. And I'm like, just use common sense. You don't have to that's mark not, down I mean, everything. That's kind of a house rule, but... Yeah. I mean, inventory, weight. Most people don't care about weight. Maybe no. you do. But... I usually speaking, don't. That's a house rule. Yeah. Technically speaking. Yeah. I usually don't. I'm just like, those... use common sense, people. Yeah, that's one of those that should be talked about before the game. Doesn't always go. Yeah. Um, so Hinton says, got in a discussion today about house rules. Do someone talking about sitting down to play a game that everyone there was supposed to know how to play, but one of the players has done a ton of house rules and literally didn't know how to play rules written. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We are often taught or get so into how we play a game, we forget that that's not the rule. You know? Like, we were a lot of games. Like Monopoly. The best example still. We all played that, oh, you couldn't afford it, just go on with your life. That's not how it's played. That's a house rule someone made, and someone played that way, and someone was taught that way, and then suddenly like, oh, shit, that's not the real rules. Yeah, because it always freaks people out when you start reading the actual rules, and you're like, what? That's an actual yeah. rule? Yep. So, and like I said, board games, that kind of is more likely to happen. Role-playing games, yeah. Miniature games, it can. A little less so. Um, because most people nowadays, a lot of the interaction you get is playing in a store and people come in and play in the store standard. Now I've seen sometimes people come in with their house rules and we're like, uh, that's not how this game is played. And like, oh, that's how we play at home. Good. But we need to know before we play. The one thing you never want to get into, uh, like I said, with the uh, situation of the Bayon is someone operating under a false pretense. You know, if they're playing by the rules and you guys don't play those rules, you're going to have to give them a chance to take their action back as far as it would so it doesn't affect them. Or you're going to have to hand wave it and go like, okay, cool, we'll play it like this now and then we'll talk about it afterwards. That's a perfectly acceptable thing. In fact, that's a good part of the after action for most games. You know, we had uh, a bunch of talk last week before we, uh, after we finished our role-playing game. Uh, do we want the dice like this? What wasn't working? What was working? <clears throat> so we're looking at it now. You know, you, you, some games you just have to. You're playing a game that's not supported anymore. House rules are the only way you're going to get any sort, sort of support or errata or anything. And you got to be ready to do that yourself, unfortunately. Let's see what else. Uh, Captain says Monopoly is banned in my group of friends because the difference of the mega petty in a player. Yes. Oh. Don't play Monopoly. Monopoly is not a good game. Yeah, we had to get rid of Risk. <clears throat> Uh, Risk is a fine game, but not a good game. Yeah, we had to. You just sometimes you have to realize you like it's going to end like it ends every time. Some you, you're going to try and take over the world. You're going to fail by one or two armies. They're going to put all their cards up, and then they're going to fucking roll you because you spent everything trying to get through the last of them. That's how that game works. It's a predictable cycle. Like a lot of those games, you just don't want to be the one. To fail. Yup. Um, so, yeah, so here, Legion's got a good one. I remember getting burned hard at a tournament against Pagani because the New Orleans group played with folks free tokens on our cards, not on the table. Ah. Absolutely. That is an important note. There's no rule for that, though. Correct. You put them where you put them. That is a good discussion uh, before the game. Uh, along with uh, cock dice. That's often often a house rule. Some people say 
there's a there's a collection of 40k players who take another die, put it on top of the die, and if the die stays, that die is good. If the die falls off, you have to re-roll that die. I'm like, why go through that trouble? No, fucking cock re-roll. Just if it's cocked at all, re-roll. That's someone who had a bunch of good rolls and was like, I can't be fucked. Ha ha, they stay. That makes it good. Like, oh, no, that's not an actual rule. Yeah, that's someone that made an excuse but just to keep you the game. Should, you should talk about that. If you use a dice tray, make sure someone knows. If I roll outside the dice tray, it doesn't count. I'm going to re-roll. I don't care what the value is. Correct. Make sure that's rare. That's not technically speaking a house rule, but I think a lot of those rulings should be used the same way as a house rule. Yes, it, it's 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 more of an individual rule. Oh yeah, and honestly, Legion, for yours, keeping on the cards is bullshit because you need to see that, and that needs to be some sort of uh, thing, and, and that should be talked about for the game. Like, hey, yeah. we put focus on our cards, so you're gonna have to ask. You know, I had uh, Morton Joe get upset one time because. Literally, I have a token with the spell effect on the model next to the, the spell effect next to the model in a forest, and he couldn't see it in the forest. He's like, I, I blended in. I didn't see it. I'm like, well, that's on you, dog. I have a spell effect written right there, you know, less than an inch from the model. There's no fucking surprise. Yeah. You know, because people, people will get upset if they get burned, quote unquote, on something. And they're not upset at you. They're upset that they didn't notice it. And they just push it forward and it comes through like they're upset at you, but they're really not. A little discussion, little discussion beforehand can fit all of that. Yeah. Yep. If someone uses a dice tray, I inherently assume if you roll outside the tray, it's not a good roll. You're going to re-roll. Yeah. And, and that's mine. I go, if it falls out of the dice tray, I re-roll yeah. it. Any, any version of cocked, I re-roll no matter what. Because yeah. even if in a dice tray, you can still get a cock die. I just yep. re-roll it. If if I roll dice and I hit a die and it changes it, I go change the die back. I try not to roll into them. Sometimes that happens. In fact, I try to move them away so you can roll the next re-rolls or whatever there. But that should be a rule. If you hit a die, otherwise you aim for dice that are bad and you just, ha look, my re-rolls change these rolls. Now, now. Uh, yeah, Legion, uh, don't worry about that stuff. That's that's people being stupid. And uh, he said that uh, he was the bad guy for playing like our locals played even though they came from out of town. No, no. T.O. should have gone... I mean, I don't know. There's no easy answer to that. But if everyone locally plays a certain way, you've got to have to go. And there's nothing in the rule book, and there is. got to go with locals. Technically, at that point, it's your fault for not checking how that stuff's played. And honestly, you wouldn't necessarily think about it. Like, there's the good thing about this is just make sure everyone knows there's no hard feelings about this shit. At the end of the day, it's a fucking game. Yeah. You're not going to you know, get rich. Yeah, you're not going to get rich. You're, you, you, sure, you may get internet famous for all that's fucking worth. <laughs> but um, for that kind of stuff, just don't worry about it. It's a game. You know, I told the story in the preamble. I played some some Star Realms. I helped someone figure out all their stuff, and then they just shot me with it. I'm like, I'm not upset. It's a fucking game. But all we can do is try and be as clear as possible with all that stuff before we go. So, what's how do you... Of, go ahead. I was like, what are some of your, you know, your, your hard and fast, like, for RPGs, you know, house rules that are automatically, you know, fuck that rule, we're changing it to this. Um, every time Banyan says moon, I punch him in the dick. 
Well, that's that's not, no, that's not a house rule. That's like universal rule. So I think I thought it was a house rule. Apparently, it's universal. Um, yeah, Legion. I've seen those cock dice that are point down and then just re-roll them. I don't even look. Just re-roll. Um, I don't honestly. I don't have a ton of house rules that are automatic. Um, but honestly, I'm re- obviously I'm really good at thinking about this stuff. The the only rules I really follow are. If it's stupid, I might let it go once, but I'm going to warn you that that's not going to work like that in the future. Um, you know, other than that, I don't really care. It's yeah, about I mean, having fun, right? Yeah, I mean, like, usually the ones that I always kind of like, um, and, and generic ones. I'm not worried about how many arrows you have. Just, you know, be, you know, um, that's game be specific. responsible. If you're playing a game that that's, if you're getting into a survival thing, Correct. and that's important. I might make them keep track of that, but that'll be a talk. It's all a talk for me. I, we, we're really good at talking. We actually generally have a weekend of just talking about the game. And then we'll talk about it online afterwards <clears throat> before we start playing, before we start session zero to get all that out of the system. Yeah. I usually like wait. I'm not too worried about wait. That's kind of like my, my thing. I'm like, just don't be a dick. Yep. That's the best way to put it. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but... No, no, you're fine. Those were some of mine that were like, no, no, I'm not going to worry about I tend that. to go, you know, wait for the game to play, see how it is. And, and honestly, some of them might change, you know? If I'm playing with a different group of people and they seem to want to keep track of every area, he's like, okay, I fired an arrow, I got uh, 19 left. I'm like, well, this guy right. wants to keep track of arrows? All right, fine, we're keeping track of arrows now, guys. Yeah. Especially if he's the only archer, I'll be like, I'll make a point. Like, well, how many arrows did you buy? Like, uh, like, yeah, it's important. Yeah. If it's a survival thing, it's a whole different story, though. Yeah, I mean, but you that's part of the genre and knowing the games. I mean, that's a yeah. bigger thing. <clears throat> I'm sure there are house rules to board games that I just don't think about right now because it is what it is. Um. But no, I mean, really try not to. I try to have those discussions beforehand, but it's been kind of on my mind for many years that that's an important thing about games is talking to people beforehand to make sure we know what's going on. Like, I will tell people when I start rolling dice, like, look, if you think I rerolled something that shouldn't be or something like that, just tell me. I may not have seen it like you do. The eyes ain't exactly great over here. You know? If it looks like something's wrong distance-wise, mention it. Like, hey, let's take another look at that. That's cool. Mr. Crazy Eye's not good with that that perception. <laughs> I'll say all that basic stuff. You know, the dice in there are in the... Your dice in the tray are count. Dice outside of the tray don't count. That kind of thing. But nothing, like, hard and fast in a game. Like, if they're like, oh, we always put... Uh, like, uh, Legion's example. We always put our focus and fury on the cards, not on the model. I'll be like, that's odd, but okay. But you know automatically, and you've you've. If they bring it up, then it's okay. Yeah. But if they don't bring it up, then I mean it's a thing. Shouldn't be a thing. Shouldn't be a thing. You know what? It should fucking be in the rule book. But I think that's expecting a lot sometimes. You know, there's a lot of little things that should be, but that's where house rule should be. Technically, anything that everyone does in an area that's not in the rule book is a. Quote unquote house rule. Putting your focus on cards or outside oh, next to the beasts or jacks and warcasters and warlocks. That could technically be called a house rule because it's not in the rule book. Of course, not in the rule book either way. So, um, 
I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of any other ones that are hard and fast. Like I said, I'll look through the rule book and go. Um, and I'll bring them up as they come up. Like, hey, we're all, especially in a <clears throat> role-playing game, we're all trying working together. I mean, in all the what? games, we're going to have fun, but in the role-playing game, we're especially working together. So if something looks broken, bring it up and go like, hey, well, I think we need to fix this. Can can I have an idea? But never just say we need to house rule that and don't have an idea. If you say we need to house rule that, but you don't know how, it's fucking fine how it is. I know there's some rules you look at like, that's not okay, but I don't know how to fix it. Then don't bring it up. That's a bring up afterwards. Like, hey, I think this is not okay, but do you have an idea how to fix it? I can't think of anything. <laughs> that's not an in-game thing. Like, this is broken. Like, yeah, sure, it's broken, but we don't have a fix, so fuck off. <laughs> Reminds me of a rant I went on this week. <laughs> you ranting? Never. No. Not a ferret is shady. Yes. Yes, not a ferret is shady. That's that's a house that's not a house rule. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that, Banyan. Um but yeah, so you, you should bring that stuff up. Um board games is a little harder. That should probably be a first off, how many of us actually play board games multiple times with the same people? Like maybe a deck builder, something like that. But sure, if you got something that seems broken, you might have to come up with a ruling for it. But I suggest playing it a couple times to make sure it's broken before you do so. Because um, it's not like we're ne not like we necessarily play board games as many times as we used to. It's not in my experience. Um, but you might have to keep those in mind. Like uh, um, Mizzy's seven roll. Like, yes, if that's a problem, because seven's the most common thing rolled on 2d6. If that's a problem, then fix it. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I know some people would have a sheet of paper in their game with their house rules so they can write them down. Remember that's even better for games. You don't play too often. Here's our house rules. Legion, the computer games have to cheat. That's the only way they can make it harder. Oh man. I always crack up when people say that because I remember playing like one of the need for speed games or whatever. And of course, you're racing against the computer, doing whatever you're doing. And I'll be sitting there, and I'm, like, blasting out the computer. And then, of course, at the last, like, few minutes of the game, here comes the computer flying up to me, 90 to nothing. And I'm like, no, a computer never cheats. <laughs> we just talking about the board computer board games, yeah. specifically. Still, it's just... They have to sometimes because they don't have the, they don't have the cognitive reasoning that we do. They can't be sneaky you know so but yes that's but you can't house rule unfortunately a uh well some games you can some games you can turn off various things technically changing the uh change the difficulty could be considered a house rule like we only play easy versus star realms because fuck the computer <laughs> in case you're wondering fuck the computer i play on medium though um but you should keep track of the house rules um I find miniature games games have the least. It's mostly little stuff about how you handle dice rolls and various other things. Like, honestly, Games Workshop had the best way of handling rules issues in the game that can't be solved quickly. Roll a d6. Yep. Whoever's, I mean, they say whoever's higher is better. You can even do even odd. 
even your way, odd my way, that's the way it is for this game, and then we'll talk about it after the game. Yeah. Best way to resolve it. Or, you know, one player can go like, no, we'll play it your way, and we'll talk about it after the game. I have no problem with that sometimes. It's a game. It's how I do it during role-playing games. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Fucking go with it, and we'll deal with it later. There's not much to say about that, you know? Technically speaking, I think most RPG games end up with a shit ton of house rules by the end. I mean, technically, your house rule at the beginning, depending on how you take care of stats, if it's not what's in the book. So if you look at my current game, technically we house-ruled stats, house-ruled certain things already. We have tons of house rules already. But that's fine in a role-playing game because, again, more collaborative, and we talked about it long before the game started. We knew most of that stuff before we were going. You didn't fill in the side there. What's As that? a whole. Oh, it'll, it'll, get, it'll get covered. Oh, God. You're one of those. <laughs> He's one of those. I'm one of those. So there you go. I mean, like I said, it's house rules are a surprisingly easy subject until you get into uh, bigger events. Technically speaking, every tournament you play for most games are house rules. Because they hand you a sheet. Here's the rules we're following. Well, they're not the rules of the game. Those are house rules. So really, when you think about it, it's actually a lot easier to deal with than normal. You just treat everything like a quote-unquote tournament, just what the rules are. They don't feel like house rules because, you know, it's not like, oh, we're doing something different. I'm like, well, you are. For the tournament, you're doing something different. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's sort of how tournaments are made. But those are, technically speaking, as the quote goes, the house rules. Don't hesitate to use them when you need them. I would say the quantity in which I use them are high for role-playing games, mid to low for uh, board games and or uh, miniatures games. Yeah, I don't think I know of any miniature games that I house rule. RPGs, 100%. There's always some house ruling. I mean, you can, but technically you do based on the dice thing, like any cocks a reroll or how you handle cock dice because yeah. it's not the rule book. You assume people are good with how they work in general, but then you find out they're not. My basic take is don't trust people. House rule everything that a person could argue with how that goes. Because fuck people. You know? Make sure you've got that stuff ready to go. How it's going to be. Like anything like like Legion now will never have that problem again because he plays a game like that. He's going to say, hey, this is how we handle tokens. I mean, Marvel Crisis Protocol's got it. Malifaux's got it. Do you put the tokens on the card or put the card tokens next to the dude? You know, that is technically speaking a house rule that's not written in the rule book. And I don't know if Malifaux or Marvel Crisis Protocol has it written in the rule book. Because honestly... Rule books have gotten a little bit odd these days. I know a lot of people have been saying that, you know, I always put it next to it or whatever, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you should know or at least have a discussion where you put them. Yeah. Because people might put them in different spots. Like, obviously, Marvel, we don't put the power next to the person because that's going to be a giant stack of pain in the ass. <laughs> put the damage next to the person. We usually put the effects next to the person, which is weird. So, 
some consistency. It's like I said, it's all just what you talk about to start the game. You didn't base her? No, not yet. My eyes were not feeling good, so I was like, I'm done. Fair enough. Well, do you want to add anything on on the house rules? It's not a super complicated topic. No, it was just something that, that started coming up because um, some people were saying, well, I don't like this new edition of the game, so I'm going to house rule everything at my house. And I'm like, you are more than welcome to do that. Yeah, well, so 100%. Like, first rule, you don't have to play the new edition because it comes out. Correct. Get all the stuff for the old edition, keep it, play that. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. And you can you play just, that. No, you no. Play. Problem all editions over. of every game. Like I saw a person on Twitter playing fourth edition D and I'm like, more power to you, dude. You enjoy it. You know, I'm not going to yuck on your yum. No, there is no. no right version of, of the right version of a game is the version you want to play. That's the right version. So it, it just, it just came up and I was like, mm, that's interesting. No, it is. It's, it's, it's good to get out there. So everyone knows you got to talk about it. But it's not complicated once you get past that. Yeah. Most of the problems you're going to have is when people don't want to listen. Because like, honestly, if you try to have a house rule and someone says, no, I don't like that. Well, technically, you don't have a house rule if you're not in your house. That's sort of why they're called house rules. You know, like in your house, your house rules are your house rules. Everyone's coming to play at your place. You make the rules. Outside, well, you know, that might be different. But I think like I said, one of the things I think you should do is always, especially if you're bringing, it could have been something we brought up in our last one when we were talking about bringing people into the game, is, hey, when we play this, we do X, Y, Z. Do you do that in your game? Oh, no, we do something different. I'm like, oh, maybe you their house rules cooler. into a game, so I mean... Unless they're familiar with the game, your house rules are going to sort of become the rules. So you yeah. might want to make it evident that these are not the rules as written. These are the rules as you do them to make it work. Yeah. You know, some people do house rules to make games go faster. You can do that. Again, nothing's off the table in your house as long as it works and you discuss with everyone. You know, and sometimes the discussion is as simple as, do you, do you have an objection? Do you have an objection? No, no. All right, we're good. Let's go. So, there you go. So, all right. Um, if nobody has anything else, we can go into the media section. I don't have enough media for that long of media section, but sure. <laughs> Are you done with stream stickers? It's not working. It, it it keeps on breaking. Oh. And I tried to get rid of it, and it wouldn't let me get rid of it, so I just nixed it. Bandit! Yeah. Uh, Bandhammer! So, and notice, we don't always have to go to the floor. And I'm trying to get rid of it, because there's just... Yeah, it, it's... I was having problems working, and so on and so forth, so I'm like, you're done. You're fine. It was posting a lot. All right, so media sections. I know that I watched quite a bit uh, this week. I watched the movie, um, and I uh, I, I watched fifty uh, percent more football than I had. <laughs> I've now watched a full maybe sixty minutes of football total this year, rather than the forty I had. Actually, was that all this week? 
No, it was last week because I watched him last week. Okay, yeah. So there you go. I've watched a whole total of 60 minutes of football. I barely. And none of the World Cup because fuck the World Cup. Yep, none of that either. Because fuck Qatar. Fuck it. Just straight up the asshole with a fucking razor sharp dildo. Um, so I wanted to talk about something that I watched on a whim, and I had a fucking blast watching it. So okay. Saturday, hanging out with people, hanging out, trying to figure out something to watch, you know, while we, you know, got done watching a movie. Um, and, you know, and so I was like, man, okay. It's like, and it's a show called Run, Run for the Money. Run for the Money is a Japanese game show. And we all know Japanese game shows are fucking crazy. They go crazy with their shit. So I was like, okay, well, it's four episodes. Let's watch it. It's just something to put on since we've already watched what we wanted to watch. Um, the I guess the game show has been around since like 2008. But Netflix is putting it on now. And they're putting on... Like this year's the newest episode, probably to see if it'll hit off and they'll keep buying episodes or whatever. So what it is is they take like 29 contestants, put them in a city area, tell them you can't go past this spot or this spot and stay alive for like a little over three hours. And you're going to be chased by these things called hunters. And these hunters run after you and tag you and you're out of the game. So it's like an advanced game of tag is pretty much what it is. Um, and the hunters are all dressed up in like agent Smith outfits. They're all like, you know, jackets and, you know, suits and sunglasses and so on and so forth. And they all, it is not MXE silly though. Um, and it actually takes it quite seriously. Um, and so like the first start, they start off and they like, all right, you have 20 agents chasing you. Um, the agents, they catch you, you're out, so on and so forth. And so the first three people, they capture and they change up the rules. And they change up the rules all through this thing to make different things happen. Like um, if you if somebody hits this button, uh, you, get, you drop down to like five agents instead of 20 agents. Uh, if you hit this button, the money gets more. Because the, the whole thing about this is if you survive the whole three hours, you get the money. And it increases 100 yen per second. So it's like 200 minutes, roughly, I think is what they said it was. Um, and so for every second, 100 yen is added to the pile. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a non-homicidal squid game meets tag. Um, they it's add still a few... at the point in society where game, game shows are non-homicidal. Yeah. Oh. Um, and pretty much there's like... They, they provide little other missions for them, like uh, if you don't do this, more agents will come out. Um, if you do this, we're going to increase the money uh, 200 yen per second. And eventually they increase it like 500 yen a second. And so people are start calculating how much it would, you know, how much money you would get. And by the time it was done, I think it was like 5.4 million yen, which is roughly about $32,000. Um type thing and i got really intrigued by this because i was like what's these hunters stopping from you know just capturing these people like crazy because each person has like two people walking around with them and i guess like they don't say a lot about the rules there's not a lot said about everything going on but i guess the hunters 
they can't like run after a person if they don't see the actual contestant. If they see the people filming them, they have to just kind of ignore it. So it's kind of like weird because you could have like their film crew following each of these 20 people shooting the camera at somebody. But if the agent doesn't physically see that person, they don't run. Hmm. So it's kind of weird. Uh, Also, when the agent loses sight of you, he has to stop running. So if you like take a corner too quick and he, you know, turns that corner and you're not there, he has to stop. Um, and so it kind of makes it, you know, a little fair. Otherwise, these agents would just go after you like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, type thing. And then they add things like if you don't get this down, a hundred agents will be, dis- you know, dispersed to this area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. A hundred. That's. Yeah, it's actually. A little bit of escalation there. Yeah, it, it's actually. It, there was a couple of parts that were scripted. You could tell that they were scripted. Um, and they set it up because like this person knew they weren't going to get back to where they needed to be in enough time. They're like, okay, then run here and we're going to have like everybody just tag you type thing. Um, and you can see that. Uh, but it was very interesting. I was very enthused. They knew how to set the tone. They knew how to set the editing done right. Um, they knew how to do it just right where it was fun enough to watch and you weren't bored by it. Um, because there was also in there where you could um, you could betray your other people there and report them to agents. And so you could call and say, hey, John's over by the windmill. And so agents that were near there got the call and they would race. They got to race over to find you near the windmill um, and try to get you out. And if you uh, ratted someone out and they got captured, you got like 100,000 yen. Wow. Um, but... You had to, and it wasn't like the last person standing. You had to survive until the time was out. Um, and there was a couple other things like uh, you could actually surrender yourself. And if you surrender, you get the money that's listed at that point. Um, so that was like the thing. But it was, I, I would like to see some older versions of this. Like I said, it came out in like 2008. But they just showed the recent one on Netflix. Um, I hope I get to see more. It was a lot of fun watching this. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was, it was fun. Cause some people are like, you could see them walking. They got the film crew walking and all of a sudden they're coming down the street and there's this corner and then an agent comes around. And they're like, fuck. And they just start booking off. And then you see all these little people, all these little guys trying to catch up with everybody running with these handheld camcorders. <laughs> and you were like, nope, they're not going to catch anybody. <laughs> But uh, it was it was very unique. Uh, I know America tried to do it at one point, but of course America totally fucked up the entire premise. Um, what? Yeah, they they changed it up, um, and just it was it was horrible the way they did it. I was reading up on it, and it was like they took the concept of being tagged, but instead of surviving for like three hours, they made it where you had to get from point A to point B, and it just it just ruined the whole concept and aspect. Um, Mizzy spoiling the end of it. Um, the, they had one guy left and he, there was only 38 seconds or 36 seconds left in the game and he got tagged right then. And so it was, it, it was just really fun to watch these people and the area they played in was huge. Um, but it was really neat to see everything that they did. I highly recommend it. It is all subtitled. And so if you know, if I'm watching it cause it's subtitled, it at least catches my attention. Um, there is some bloopers at the end where, cause of course this is all a celebrity edition. Um, and there's a bunch of comedians 
And this one comedian lady was yelling everywhere she went to say hi to people. <laughs> and we were like, shut up, you're going to get us caught. <laughs> and just, you know, yelling at each other. She's like, she's like, okay. And just yelling back <laughs> type stuff. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good premise. It was a good reality show, game show without, you know, hurting anybody or, you know, doing anything, you know, mean and hateful. But it was, although the traitor thing was pretty funny. Because when you get tagged out, you were put in a room and everybody had a cell phone. And so everybody knew what was happening as it was happening. So they were like, oh, the trader just caught two other people and so on and so forth. And then when the trader got caught, they put him in the cell room with all the other people. And they're like, yes, this is one of the traders. <laughs> and you're like, they're like, oh, fuck, I don't, can I just go home and not go in the cell? And they're like, nope, you got to suffer the consequences. So Look around, find out. He found out. And I mean, like some people, I was just like, greed was very big in this one guy. He had, he had reported and got like three people captured and he was up to 900,000 and the pot was already up to like four point something million. And I was like, dude, you just, just go surrender. You'll make more than what the pot's going to make. Just go surrender now. And he got greedy again and got tagged out. I'm like, you're an idiot. Um, but if you like game shows and it's a Japanese game show, it's very fun, very entertaining. They did a really good on the entertainment and editing part, um, to make it doing really good. They start like right before dawn. So it's dark and then it goes to light and it's only like, it's three hours of time, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was great fun. I zero space herpes because it was just so entertaining. Fair enough. Type thing. So other than that. Yeah, go watch it because it, it, it's still a lot of fun, especially when people get caught out in the open and they're like, they turn the corner and then you know, like they pretty much run into people. It's hilarious. It's pretty good. I hope that I hope we get more episodes because I really want to see that. I want to see some more of that stuff. Fair enough. All right, John, what you got? I only watched one thing this week. Uh, and that is, I watched Bullet Train last night. Gotcha. Uh, L. Marshall had seen it and was like giving me a basic review, and it intrigued me enough that I got home and I'm like, "Well, fuck it, I got time. Let's go watch it." And it was cheaper to buy it on Amazon than to rent it twice. And he said you might want to watch it twice, so I just bought it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Bullet Train is Brad Pitt is a sort of uh, he's a snatch and grab guy, but he's obviously a guy who uh, does illegal things. Uh, but obviously, he's been going through a weird spot because he's talking about his uh, therapist and such. So he's in, you know, therapy for trying to be a better person and everything. And he gets on this bullet train, and all he's got to do is get this briefcase and go. But it's more complicated than that because on the bullet train, there are a ton of other people who just start getting in his way. It's a bullet train in Japan, obviously. That's where they have bullet trains. And I don't want to say too much about the plot because it is all just sort of comes at you. It's got a lot of good actors in it. They're all pretty enjoyable in their roles. Um, and it's definitely gets a little more incredulous as you go along. Like it starts <laughs> off, you're like, oh, this is somewhat realistic. Then it gets more and more incredulous. And you're like, at the end, you're like, okay, physics has left the building. <laughs> but at that point, you're like, it's fine. It's the last couple of scenes. It's whatever. 
Um, I do feel like funny that part of the ending, it feels like it's ripped off from, say, Deadpool 2. And, you know, from a lucky thing that happened to Domino. And Dom, the actress who plays Domino is actually in the movie, too. <laughs> I was like, that's odd. But it's got a great cast. It's an enjoyable romp. Um, I think you will need to watch it twice to look at all the things to, to get it all. Because like, they go through and they show you everything. But like, you know, a sort of Knives Out or a... Uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino type movie, all those kind of, you know, I don't want to call it Quentin Tarantino type, but it's like that thing where you're like, everything's happening. It's got a ton of characters and occasionally it goes back to show you what got, what happened in the meantime as they reveal things. So I haven't seen all that afterwards would be better. So I'm going to give it one and a half space herpes. Cause again, at the end, the physics physics leaves the fucking building completely. <laughs> but that point is generally a good romp. It's got, enjoyable dialogue for the most part and a good cast so uh and some good twists and turn in it that i very much enjoyed so i would suggest watching it if you get the chance um again it was enjoyable and um, i hope to watch it again we'll see when i get the opportunity cool um so i watched top gun maverick um it's your first time or second time first time first oh. time watching so i was like i'm sitting there watching it and i'm sitting there Going over it. And I'm going to have to admit, John, the first part of me, I got kind of cringy feeling with all the macho dick measuring. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of, this is, but this, this is a, this is a callback to the original Top Gun with all the, you know, the fighter pilots uh, at the very beginning. They're like, oh, I can fly better than you and all this other stuff. And I was just like, ah. There's okay. Really not that much of it. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. It was just at the very beginning, and I was just like, Ugh, "Hopefully, this doesn't go through the whole thing." And then it didn't. And oh, I, yeah, was, I was, doesn't, yeah, yeah. It, and it didn't. Because when I first started watching it, I was like, "Man, this is kind of you know that." And I, mean, I was like, set, oh. "There's set up characterizations, for correct? People. You're not going to see a ton." Yeah. Which, like I said, I'll go ahead and you know, I, I kept watching it and stuff, and then. It was great. It was a fun, good movie. I'm glad that they, you know, did decide to go no green screen and do all, you know, fighter jets and everything. Yeah, because like the fighter jet scenes, like it, whenever you have the actors in the cockpits, they're in the cockpits. And yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th and that's what I really loved more than anything. I'm sitting there watching this. and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is good. It's a great action flick. Great, great fight scenes. Great things like that. And I'm like. Okay, this is the reason why this movie did really well is because there's not a lot of gr there's zero green screen because I went back and did a little research after it and everything. Zero green screen. It's all pure action. They actually had to cut off the pilot and joystick controls from Tom Cruise because he wanted to grab it while the pilots were flying and actually at one point he tried to move it and he's like, "Nope, we had to, I saw that." And I was like, "Eh, it kind of sounds like Tom Cruise." Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got great action, very good uh, characters. After that part, I was perfectly fine. Didn't have any issues. Um, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good and fun. Um, very good callback to old 80s, you know, late you know, late 80s, I mean, early 90s action movies. It's a great movies. sequel to yes. Top Gun 2. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it gets a little incredulous towards the end also. Yeah. 
But generally, at that point, you're completely on board, and you're like, "Fuck it, this it's a fun ride. I don't care." Yeah, because once it started getting going, and you started getting into everything, and like I said, it got past that, and really much, it's like the bar scene. Uh, that was it. Just kind of got me a little cringy when I was well, watching that, it, and I was like, "It does." And then it ends with Rooster there. Yeah, and it just fucking punches you in the feels. Yeah, and I mean, I was, I, like, I, I liked oh, it all. Fuck. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I love the action. It's a great, great action flick. Uh, and you saw everything that was coming. There wasn't anything that was like a big shocker. And you're, you don't, ex- it's not like you were like, oh, big surprise. You're like, no, you get what you're coming for when you want to see this. A good yes. action flick, good fight scenes, cool dogfight with real planes, no green screens, no models. Uh, yeah, yeah, for most part, yeah. I think thing. there's a couple scenes they think are actually from older scenes, but eh, whatever. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But nothing n- nothing but, like but, if you were to do this now, you would do nothing but green screens and 90% I mean, of the shots. It, it, I mean, it was done not that long ago. But I you're mean, saying if it wasn't... Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. When and, they and said that they saying, were making Tom this, Cruise, they were like... Some people hate him. Some people hate him. That's fair. But he is a fucking movie star and he has the pull to do things the right way. Yeah. And he does things the right way. He does as much of his own stunts as possible. Does everything as real as possible. And that's what makes his movies good. Yeah. And like I says, if you would have done this with green screen and CGI, it would not have been as good. No, no, not at not. all. It, you, it would not have, you'd have lost everyone's the ending scene would have been like groan worthy rather than fuck it. I'm on board. Let's go. Yeah. But my power chip math. <laughs> Uh, it is now. I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, and I kind of want to before the end of the year, because from what I understand, that is the only possible challenger for best movie of the year. Because honestly, from what I've seen, like we've been talked about it, the one I thought was this year is not technically this year. It blows away every other movie I've seen this year completely. Yeah, I haven't. Like is, I, that one's on my list. I don't have it because it's free right now. I think it's on Hulu for free, or I don't don't have Hulu. Some, somewhere it's free. I'll, I'll have to figure it out where it's free at. It's got such good reviews, I don't mind paying for it. Yeah. But, I mean, but if it's free, I you don't have to. I want to watch it because it's the other contender. Yeah. Like, yeah, people like uh, Wakanda Forever, but I, I, I can't remotely imagine that movie challenging fucking uh, Maverick for best movie of the year. Yeah. Like... Like even the even Spider-Man No Way Home, which I thought was this year, was actually really late last year. Yeah, less than a year old overall, and did release some have an extra release this year. That movie isn't even as good. Like well, it's the closest <coughs> we got otherwise that I've seen, but it doesn't. I, mean, I, do? I, I enjoyed this a lot. I'm only going to give it like a half to like one space RP just because of that one part. But straight zero for me. <laughs> but straight overall, zero. it was still a good movie. Still a lot also, of fun. Like the only movie I got home and went, man, fuck it. That movie's great. <laughs> and then when I had the chance of like, I am pre-ordering this on Blu-ray because I'm going to fucking watch it again. And my mom's going to want to watch it again. And I need a copy that I can take with me wherever so that she can watch it again too. And I, <laughs> For the first time, I don't usually feel this way, but I regret that my stepfather was not alive to see that movie, this movie because he loved Top Gun, he loved all that stuff, and he would have fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely pulls a lot on the nostalgia for the part that it is a great... In all the right ways. It's Correct, not like, yes. I mean, you know, because some of the movies, occasionally Star Wars or any of those big properties will like, oh, nostalgia! 
And you're like, yeah, yeah, some feels. Get the fuck out of here. This you're like, oh, God, the feels. You don't even realize it's nostalgia. They're just, just punching you in the feels directly. Um, but yeah, so that is a great movie. I, I give it zero. You give it uh, half to one. Yeah. And it was just you have I... not seen it, see it. The first one's yeah, also yeah. fucking classic. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, and the soundtrack is what? Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, the soundtrack, I mean the score and then the Lady Gaga song. <laughs> the rest of the songs in the soundtrack, which I've heard, are meh. But the actual score to the Lady Gaga song are fucking great. So, there you go. Um, um, so I don't else? think either of us watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which we should watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch that sometime tonight. I was going to today, but it just wasn't in the spirit. So, I didn't want to give something a shitty review because I'm not in the right mood for it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it probably when I get done with this. I can just chill and relax. Just by next week, I think we should try. Um. Um, something else I watched. Uh, did you have something else before I go? Okay. Just making sure. Uh, I watched Slumberland, which is Jason Momoa. And it's pretty much, it's a retelling of Nemo in Slumberland, uh, the cartoon. Okay. Eh, It's just okay. It's a good, it's a good family movie. It, It would be great to watch with young kids and let them see it and so on and so forth. It does have some good feels and hit the target. I prefer um, to have the young kids watch the movies with their parents. And correct. Movie. But if you have nieces or nephews, you know, there's people. I do. Like I that. prefer them to watch movies with their parents <laughs> and not me. Uh, but it was an okay movie. It wasn't great. Wasn't you know? I wasn't tied to it. It was a remake of the cartoon. So I was like, oh, okay. So my nieces and nephews are adults. Yeah. If you have younger huh. kids, I mean, to tell you, it's rated PG, which nothing wrong with PG. Nope, but I mean, you don't see many movies that are rated PG now, so it is very, very family friendly. Okay. Um, it just gets a man for me the two point five. Yeah, I mean, thing. fair. Um, okay. something else I, I watched. Watch anything else worth worth talking about? The, much the same stuff I watched last week, guys. <laughs> um, but keep exploring that new music and stuff on YouTube's or wherever you do it. Um, yeah, let's. I got nothing. Sorry. Um, I watched Nope, which is by Jordan Peele. Yep. Um, and it is, I can't. It's a horror I, movie, so my response is nope. Yeah, and not a horror guy. And really, it's it, it's not horror in the tip. It, it's not. How about it? it is a suspenseful movie, but it is not a gory movie for that yeah, type of thing. Horror doesn't equal gore. Correct. Honestly, some people is, do do equivalent those two. I could look at it and go like. This is not a movie made for John. Correct. And that is okay. Yeah. Well, I wanted to see it because everybody says he does really good movies like this. And, I'm, of course, I'm used to him being, you know, the comedian. And mm-hmm. I watched it. And I actually thought it was pretty decent. There were some slow parts. Um, but it was a really good horror movie. Um, awesome. You think it's going to be this, and it's not. And it's something else. Um, the characters are great in it. Um the acting is really fun, um, especially when stuff starts happening and you're like, nope, I'm getting out of here. And the character's like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> and you just laugh and joke around about it. Um, it is a pretty good horror movie, though. Uh, modern day style type horror movie that, you know, it goes off track to at, at points. You're like, what the fuck? 
and yeah, you're like, man. it was it was good. I I enjoyed it. I'm not much of a horror guy either. I but the last when people movie tell I saw was Cats. <laughs> well, that's that's a travesty, also. But uh... it's horror, legitimately fear. But uh, I enjoyed it. I give it like mm, two space herpes. Okay. Just because I mean, but it was it was good enough, and it's free, so I mean, I wasn't going to borrow it. I wasn't going to worry about it. Remind me next year, and I know I'm going a long way out here, that we should probably watch tra- Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. And it's a Thanksgiving movie, so we should see it around Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. but I've, I've never seen it. It's like this, There's movies you guys would be surprised I haven't seen. Yeah, that's like a... Yeah, that's like a must, I think. Thanks, I'm a Thanksgiving classic, what I understand. Yeah. We're getting a Christmas, Christmas classic, so obviously I'll watch Die Hard. What? Maybe Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Though, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than Lethal Weapon, even though Lethal Weapon takes place at Christmas. But hey, <laughs> Sam. Um, and that's all the movies I've watched. That's everything I watched. I didn't watch anything else this week at all. Um, yeah, mine's, it's all been YouTube stuff. Little, it's just been to keep my sanity. Sometimes I just watch stuff in clips. So I saw parts of a lot of movies in bits. Let's be honest, there are movies out there that you never need to see the whole thing again, right? Oh yeah. You're like. I watched it once. Let me watch the clips. I think the sign of a good movie is having any desire to watch, at least a decent movie, is having any desire to watch it all again. Yeah, I mean, I, there was nothing else I needed to report on. No extra movies that came out. No new really? series came out. Really? Uh, <laughs> really? I see what you're doing now. And, I mean, if you want to fuck with Captain Mizzy, you can fuck with Captain Mizzy. I ain't going to. All I'm right. sorry, Captain Mizzy. I have not watched Wednesday. Not really my genre. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's so. Fair. That's fair. Wednesday came out on Netflix. Wednesday is about, of course, Wednesday Adams. Uh, a lot of the episodes are directed by Tim Burton. Um, and it is, of course, a whole new story uh, of a much more grown-up Wednesday Adams. She's in, like, high school now. Yeah, I think high school based on a dance scene I saw. Yeah. And pretty much she goes to a normal high school and then gets kicked out of that high school and goes to the alma mater of her parents. And they go there. And, of course, this is a high school for weirdos, geeks, you know, vampires, mm-hmm. werewolves, you know, freaks of okay. nature type stuff. Very well. Um, people that are not normal society, as I put quotes around everything. Sure. Um, type stuff. No, that was an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the best way for me to describe this is Wednesday Adams meets Nancy Drew meets Hogwarts meets. I mean, you had me at, at Wednesday Adams meets Nancy Drew because I am a big Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew fan. Yeah. Um, uh, I. I at one point, I thought it was going to go CW on me, and then they snatched it away, and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for not going CW on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard, because this TV series just lend themselves to Let's be honest. It's, yeah. Especially it's a high so school drama. So are a thing for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's a high school drama. Um, it is your typical Wednesday Adams, you know, with all the stuff that she says and does and everything uh the writing was really good the people that acted in it were great um it is a murder mystery type show um it kind of goes back to um like a sabrina series the sabrina tv series um not seen yeah which you haven't seen but i have 
Um, and that's a, kind of the vibe I got from it. Um, high school, because there's some, you know, spells, magic type stuff in there, but not heavy like the Sabrina was. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. The characters were great. Um, the characters felt believable and reasonable within the Adams Family universe, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> um, but at one point, I really thought that this was going to be super, super... CW Vampire Academy high school drama bullshit and I was going to get really pissed off. I was going to get really mad because I was like that's not, you know, that's that's, that's not what you want. That's not what I wanted. And it didn't. It did have some yeah. of that, but it, it 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 made it just enough that it wasn't cringy. And that's the best way to put it. Continue with them I have to pee or yeah. I'm going to explode. Um but I thought it was really good. I had no problems with it. Um all the characters were really good. I love the scenery. I love the high school. Um, most of the characters were really good in it. Um, my one big complaint was having Christina Ricci in it. I really think they should have cast someone else instead of her. I love her. I think she's a great actress. I think she's funny. I think she's wonderful. She was, you know, my first love of, you know, Wednesday Adams when it came out like that. Uh, she was amazing in it. But I think she kind of took away the mystery and everything of the show because it kind of just like you see everything coming. Um, I think it was great. If you like Wednesday Adams and you like cheesy lines and shock value, some stuff, uh, I think it's great. Uh, it's a good show. Good watch. Uh, it's about eight episodes. Don't know if we're going to get a second season out of it or not. Uh, Still early. Everyone, yeah. if, you, if you want a second season, watch it. If you're oh, yeah. interested, watch it. Watch it again. I might go and watch it's on Netflix, is that right? Yeah, Netflix. I might throw a couple episodes in just to try and get them some more because I'll be honest, I was never really an Adams Family guy. I haven't seen the two Adams Families movies. Not really my genre, but I'm interested in them keeping good stuff on the air. So Yeah. But I mean, it, I, it should, in my opinion, I think it should get a second season. It it did well enough and it's high enough on the the list. I think it would be yeah, good. But- we all know streaming services are the ones under the gun now yeah. because they're trying to find their 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 money maker. I mean, uh, Disney Plus just raised their price. I noticed that email. Yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal. They got good content, but that's the thing you have to remember. I know we want to try and sometimes take our time. People like me don't get in there right away, but if you like it, go watch it. You got to go watch it. If it's something you're interested in, watch at least an episode or two. So at least they say, "Oh, look, there's some interest in this." Yeah. Oh, did they release all at once? Yes, it did release all at once. Stupid. Yeah. Stop being um, stupid Netflix. Weekly is better. Because you get people in, in, in a... I mean, let's be honest. That weekly schedule worked for so long for a reason. Yeah. But, I mean, I, like I, said, I enjoyed it. Um, Missy says she didn't. She disagrees with me about Christina Ricci in it. Um, to me, she just kind of pulled away from it because it just, you know... It's like, did you have to have her in there? Eh. I mean... People love Christian Ricci as fucking yeah. Winston Adams in the movies. Like, I don't even see the movies. I know that. Yeah. Well, she didn't play that. And it kind of like, it kind of pulled me away from, and I, I, I hate, I hate and love murder mysteries or mystery shows. So I'm like, I, I'm I get it really quickly. It was like Nancy Drew because I, I like murder mysteries a lot more than I like the high school, uh, you know, fish out of water, not part of the cool crowd because I fucking lived that. <laughs> yeah. Don't need it again. Well, they're all they're all like that. So. 
why I don't watch most of those because yeah. I fucking lived it. Yeah. But I, I liked it. It was still fun. Knowing what I know, I would punch more people in high school. <laughs> um, it was, I would say it's like one space therapies. Uh, still a good series. Still great. I can't wait to see. Cause they said that if they get a, do get a second season that the family is going to play a bit more role in the series. Um, instead of it being more directly, they would have the family come in every so often a lot more, uh, which I'm cool with. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but other than that, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't have really hardly anything on my list. A lot of my shows are all like dying down or done. We're going to try and watch the guardians Christmas special, which I'm hearing good things about. Uh, I don't, I want to watch it, but I haven't been feeling it because I've hated the last several appearances of the Guardians. Yeah. Like uh, Infinity War. Um, I mean, actually, that's not true because Love and Thunder, yeah, Rocket's been cool in all of them, but the rest I've just been like, oh, fuck off. I don't care about you guys anymore. Yeah. But I've been hearing this is very good, so. It's also only 45 minutes, so. Yeah. Uh, I did finish Andor, uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I did not. Um, I finished the entire season. Uh, I enjoyed the series. Um, I'll try and get it done before the end of the year, but I can't guarantee Yeah, because I've seen some stuff. And while I don't think it's bad, there's too many people saying the wrong things and it's putting me off. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, it, it's a star Wars show. It's about it, it's about the part of the stuff that nobody wants to talk about, in my opinion, because they would rather do space wizards. And I'm like, guys, there's more to the rebellion than Luke. Fucking space wizards. Yeah. No more space wizards. <laughs> Fuck. I will always take more space wizards, but I also know that there's no. more to the world than just space wizards. Like, we've got Ahsoka coming out. We're going to get a fucking space wizard show. No more fucking space wizards. Yeah. Fucking stop. Yeah. But seriously. Um, I can't wait to see the other, cause there's a couple of other shows that are coming out that are not based on Jedi's at all. Right. It's going to be more background stuff. The only show I want to watch is Willow. Oh my God. Next week. Yeah. No, nope. I'm going to try and watch the, no, you should try and watch the movie beforehand too. I'm going to this Wednesday. It comes out. I've got the movie on DVD. I can watch blue, blue, oh, yeah. whatever. It's on Disney plus anyway. You can watch Willow anytime. I, I saw the trailer. I was like, what is that coming? Oh, November 30th. I'm like, Blu-ray so I can watch whenever I want. Fuck Disney Plus. <laughs> I mean, I'm Disney Plus. I'm not getting rid of Disney Plus. But yes. So I'm going to watch, try and watch Willow the movie, then try not the first episode watched for next week. They're going to do weekly or maybe an episode or two earlier than weekly, I think. Yeah, they usually do like one or two and then every week. I like the weekly. It gives me a chance to try and get into a schedule. Schedule. We will see. I like I liked the put two episodes out and um, then do I, once a week. I think put as many as you need out to get to that grab hook. somebody. Yeah. Get like that. And or three episodes was the right amount. That was like, it felt like an arc. Okay. That's cool. Should be in at that point. Yeah. But something like uh reacher reacher only did one episode. That was plenty. Oh yeah. Uh, we got new Jack Ryan coming eventually looking forward to that as well. We forgot how good that was. I don't think I saw all, saw all so, of that. Yeah, I mean, they got third season three coming. Um, season two Reacher eventually. We'll see. We got a lot of stuff coming, but I think Willow's the only thing I really know before the end of the year. 
Yeah, November 30th. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I'm looking forward to some good fantasy series. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't mind my sci-fi, but I'm a I'm a fantasy person. Yeah, and honestly, obviously, as I haven't watched any more of it, uh, Rings of Power didn't exactly grab me. It was bad. <laughs> Just, I'll be honest. The Hobbit wasn't my... The, the whole Lord of the Rings is not my formative fantasy. My formative fantasy was Dragonlance and Willow. Yep. Yep. So. There you go. I'm John. <laughs> Guys, we really appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. It is a lot of fun. Um, we appreciate everything. Uh, okay. All right, Legionnaires. Um, <clears throat> guys, we're going to send you off to the Pyro Club. Let you listen Pyro to some Club. D&D. Um, we appreciate you. Like I says, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. If you need someone to talk to, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah, don't uh, hesitate. Like, we mean it. Like, member, if you need to, the new, and I hate to bring up this bluntly, the new suicide hotline, what is that number, 988, I think it is? I have no clue. Let me let me find it again here on Facebook. My sister shared it, and I posted <laughs> it. I shared a thing. It's important. Like, it is. This time of year, people get, it's 988. Yes, there's a new phone number. That is not a whole thing. 988. If you need somebody... They will help you. It's what they're trying to do. But if you're not quite there, you can find me on Facebook. Find me wherever you can on Twitter. Message me. I will fucking be happy to talk to you as long as it takes. Oh, 100%. Guys, we love you. Please take care of yourself. We will see you at the next convention or when we see you out again. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. night. Comes that raid. Hit that button. Follow them. Press the button, Frank. Button pressed. <laughs>